Morning. Welcome to worship. Just checking to make sure I was on. <laughs> I am. It is so good to see all of you here. We have a wonderful worship service in store for you, a lot of different music, a little bit of singing um, on our part, but mostly a lot of listening. And so are you ready to have a good worship service this morning? Say amen. amen. All right, that sounds great. It is a beautiful day to be here with all of you beautiful people, so I am so thankful that we are here together. Let us center ourselves for worship this morning. The Mighty One speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. God calls the heavens and to the earth. Gather to me, my faithful ones. Sarah's going to come up and share with us some announcements. Good morning. It is Super Bowl Sunday, and it's also Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> outside. So um, if you're watching the game tonight, if you're not watching the game tonight, regardless if you're rooting for the 49ers or Taylor Swift's boyfriend, uh, make sure that you stop by out in the narthex after service, get some soup. Um, they are, uh, the youth group and the Alive Band are serving soup to fundraise for their 2024 mission trip. Free will donations are welcome. Um, I think there's a lot of different varieties. I don't know where Tracy is to know all the different varieties. I know I've seen chicken noodle, and I've seen potato, I've seen taco. Um, it's always, always one of my favorite Sundays because, see, now you can just, you could buy lunch and dinner, and you're good to go, right? You're, everything's great. So make sure you stop by and get that on the way out. Um, on this week, Wednesday, it is Ash Wednesday. We have a lot going on. We have a noon service here at the church as well as a 7 p.m. service. There is an ecumenical service that will take place at Park Place at 1 p.m., which Pastor Tammy will also be participating in. And then we also have our food and fellowship meal here at 5 o'clock at the church. So please come and partake in a service, partake in a meal, um, whichever you would like to do. Um, a week from now, uh, Pastor will be gone February 18th to the 23rd for the Board of Adained Ministry. And our old friend, Pastor Carter Jorgensen, will be on call while she is away. Um, his number is available if you, you can contact him in case of an emergency. And last but not least, this coming Saturday is the 2024 Polar Plunge. I'm not certain we're going to have any ice for it, but I'm pretty sure the lake is still going to be cold. Um, <laughs> um, Gavin is not able to plunge, so I am going to plunge. Even though we have not reached $5,000, we have reached almost $1,800 in donations. Um, Special Olympics as a whole has raised $131,000 so far. They are aiming for twice that by the end of the week. If you are interested in donating, um, please come talk to me after service. Talk to Calvin. You can put a donation in the plate and mark it for Special Olympics, and we'll have the church donate that as a whole this week. Um, but it's an amazing cause. If you have a chance to make a donation, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, and I will be freezing and probably still cold next Sunday when I see you for the next round of announcements at that time. With that, let's stand as we are able and sing our first hymn, number 206, I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light.
you may remain standing for our call to worship and our opening prayer through the passing of the peace. Please join me in the call to worship. As we live and as God lives. When fire devours and storms blow us astray. When truth is veiled and confusion reigns. When the world changes around us. When we long to speak but find no words. When all around us is silent. When faithfulness feels beyond us. As we live and as God lives. Please join me in the opening prayer. Holy One, when the world is full of confession and your message is hard to perceive, still we can see you. Still your presence shines a light illuminate the shadows. When we cannot find a way to speak your story, let your beam shine in us and through us that we may reflect your glory and your Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. The one who said, let light shine, has shone in our hearts and illuminated our lives with knowledge of the glory of God through the face of Jesus Christ. Let us share this grace and peace with one another. It's time for the children's sermon, and it's time for you to come forward if you are here.
cake before? Do you put baking powder or baking soda in the cake? Does that help the cake rise? I can't hear you. Oh. <laughs> I'll begin again. <laughs> Have you ever made a cake before? And do you know if you put baking powder or baking soda in the cake? Do you know which one? The recipe I was looking at calls for baking soda. And I have two containers here, but I'm not sure what, which one is baking soda and which one is baking powder. Zaya and Felicity, would you be willing to put this, a little bit of this in? I have, this is vinegar. Okay, step to one side so the people can see what's happening. Take a little bit of this, not the whole thing, but a little bit of this and put it in the vinegar and see if anything happens. Did you see anything happen to it? It became cloudy. So what happens? No, it's <laughs> over here, because this has already had that one. You can put a little bit more of that in there. Is there anything that is happening in this one? that's different from this one? Felicity? There are some bubbles in there, aren't there? So which one do you think is baking powder and which one do you think is baking soda? It's the other way around. <laughs> the one that has the bubbles is the baking soda. The one that does not have bubbles, they are both cloudy, but the one that does not have the bubbles is baking powder. So this got transformed. This would, baking powder also transforms what it's put into. But this would make a little bit fluffier cake than the baking powder. Now what in the world does that have to do with today's lesson? In the gospel story today, a, re a remarkable transformation occurs. It was, in fact, it was something that gave Jesus proof of his identity. He took three disciples with him up on top of a mountain, Peter, James, and John. These disciples had been with Jesus for about three years, and they had a pretty good idea of who he was because they saw his miracles, and they saw what he was able to do. But it is possible but they still had some doubts. They may have been hoping for some proof to be sure they were following the right person and putting their trust in someone who could, was genuine. In, tho in those days, there were several people who claimed to be prophets and to be sent by God, but they really weren't. On the mountain, the disciples got some amazing proof Right before their eyes, Jesus changed. His clothes became very, very white, and Elijah and Moses appeared with him. 
Then a cloud came over them, and a voice announced, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. That had to be pretty clear and obvious. If they didn't know for sure before now, they knew that Jesus was God's son and commanded that they listen to him. That must have been quite an amazing experience. What about us? We appreciate who Jesus is. We know that he went to the cross and rose from the dead. At the same time, though, sometimes we want truth. We have great evidence all around us with God's great works. We also have to t trust what the Bible tells us. We want to make sure that our hope is in the right person. In the Bible, Jesus said that we are blessed when we believed in him without seeing him with our eyes. Is it okay to doubt sometimes? Yes, it is. But ultimately, we need to return to the trust of the scriptures. Jesus is God's son, and we need to listen to him. When we read the Bible, pray, and come to church, we give thanks for him and the body of believers. We can ask God to help us continue in our faith and understanding. Let us pray. Thank you, dear God, for the truth of your word. Help us to trust in that and to keep our faith in you, even when we cannot see you. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray, and all of the children of God say, Amen. Amen. We have an opportunity this morning to join together and pray for one another. As we have a joy or concern, I ask that you lift your hand. Um, lift up your joy or concern. Start with your name so people online can know who you are. Here we can see who's, whose hand was up, but online they can't. And so start with your name, then lift up your prayer concern, and then I will follow it with a brief prayer. Close it with, Lord, in your mercy, and I ask that you respond. Hear our prayers. Joys or concerns. I'm Janice Digman, and I have a concern and a joy. The concern is I'd like continued prayers for my good friend's daughter, Sue Tatchy. She had surgery again this week on Tuesday on her eye. Uh, they're trying to do what they can to restore some of her sight. So she needs all the prayers that we can get. Was that and Susan? And my joy is that my daughter is here worshiping with me today to help me with celebrate my birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right, we're going to sing happy birthday, of course, but before we sing, is there anybody else who has a birthday this week? I know there have been some birthdays recently. I know on the 9th we had a couple birthdays. 
Are there any other birthdays in the house this week? All right. Instead of names, because even though you just said your name, we're not all going to remember it when we have guests. And so we'll say, God bless you. I always do that on birthday songs anyway. So God bless you instead of the name. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. And Janice, you're praying for Sue. Sue, okay. Lord, we lift up Sue today. We know that she has surgery on her eye, and it's the only eye that's working for her. This is so important that she has complete healing. Lord, heal it. Allow her to see fully. Also, Lord, we thank you for the joy we have when our family members come and sit next to us and are able to worship with her, us. It makes it such a joyful day. And celebrating a birthday is just kind of like the frosting on the cake. And so, Lord, we have this joys and concerns, and we ask that you hear them all. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns this morning? I'm Butch Cushman. I'm praying. I'll have a prayer for my wife, Connie. I have a sore neck. Okay. Lord, we lift up Connie today. We ask that you surround her. Allow her to feel your presence with her and allow her to have complete healing, Lord. We pray that this pain she has diminishes throughout the day so that she may rest well and feel renewed. Lord, in your mercy. All right, we're a quiet bunch this morning. Okay, let's pray. Lord, Lord Jesus, as we are gathered here this morning, we know there are many um, private prayers and concerns that we have, and I am well aware that some of us don't want to voice our prayer concerns out loud, and I understand this sometimes has to be directly between you and the person with the concern. Lord, as we look around, we pray for our families our friends, our community, our world. We know there is turmoil and there are problems, but we know, Lord, that you are present with us. It doesn't mean that the problems go away, but it means that we don't have to deal with them alone. Lord, we give you thanks for the many ways you support us in our life. And so with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Our scripture reading today is from Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 9 from the New International Version. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain where they were all alone. There he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. There is a saying that goes something like this, and I know I don't have it exactly, but if you don't know where you're going and you're lacking direction, you fall back on what you know, right? You fall back on what you know. When they were going up that mountain with Jesus, I mean, they had went up the mountain probably many times to pray, and this was maybe just one more time. But there's something different that happened, right? The transfiguration of Jesus where he turned this dazzling white, whiter than any clothes could ever get, even if they were bleached. And then there appeared before them Elijah and Moses. Peter said, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us build three tents. So many times Peter gets a bad rap for this, let us build three tents. We've heard sermons that we can't put God in a box. We've heard sermons, and I've probably given them myself, you have to get off the mountain. But I want to tell you before we go to that point, what Peter did wasn't uncommon or unheard of for him. He sees something majestic, and what does he do? He becomes liturgical, and he worships. This is what he knows. He knows that they were wanderers in a desert for 40 years, and they pitched their tents. He knows that before Solomon came around, that the Ten Commandments were stored in a tent, which they made into a tabernacle. He knows that they celebrate, um, I think it's a festival of Sukkot, where they build tents, and for a week they worship and they live in these tents. Peter wasn't necessarily saying, let's build a tent and stay here in this moment forever. He fell back on what he knew. And what he knew was to worship God. That in itself is incredible. I had never looked at it that way before, and I had listened to a commentary on this, and I thought, wow, 
that makes so much more sense than thinking you're going to stay up on the mountain with no food. (laughs) For me, worshiping God makes sense. We have a group of young people here today, and a few of them are going to speak to us about their experiences that they have had in mission trips or in something of the sort. And in addition to that, I want us to think as they go on these trips, on these trips, or trip, that they are learning what it means to be the hand and feet of Christ. So that if they come to a point in their lives when they lose direction, what are they going to do? They're going to fall back on what they know. And so part of us going on mission trips is to allow us to know what it is like to be the hands and feet of Jesus so that we can fall back on that knowledge. I do not know who goes first. So I'm calling on one of the mission team members or one of those who are planning to, who has something to say and would like to share to come forward. Thank you, Sadie. Hi. Um, so the last mission trip was my first mission trip, and I didn't actually know like anything about what we were supposed to do. I just kind of went along because Tracy wanted me to. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well, it started with we left in a van, and it was broken, but we made it work. And. Um, then when we got there, we figured out that we had to help this lady with her house because she had a lot of like gardening stuff that needed to be done and you couldn't really see her backyard and she couldn't really do it for herself. So then we came and we helped her clean up her yard. And then after a week went by, we did a lot of work. And then seeing her smile kind of connected me with God a lot because she was so happy for all the stuff that we did for her. And she would even come out and see if she could help us or if we needed anything, which I thought was so nice. And then we would have like a sermon thing every single night. And me and Mike in our live band, we would sing. And that connected me with God a lot and just seeing how well we work together as a team. Yeah. Hello. I think I connected to God most when after we helped out the lady, she she was very happy with the work that we had done, and we made changes for her. And that made me feel a lot closer to God, that we could help somebody. 
And yeah, that was my first mission trip too. I hope we can do a lot of good things on the next mission trip too. this up a little bit <clears throat> so <clears throat> me and my brother Austin we went to a Catholic uh, conference just because uh, the Bible study that we're part of one of our friends who's kind of who kind of ran it last semester he's Catholic and he invited us to this kind of life-changing experience it was called seek and it's Catholic conference in st. Louis um, and it was five days. It started January 1st. So right after New Year's, we had to be ready to go at like 6 a.m. So that was kind of tough. Uh, so every day we went to Mass. We listened to the keynotes. And then we were free to wander around, go to whatever booth or speaker we wanted to because they had a lot of activities going on there. Uh, the keynotes were always right after Mass. Well, actually, it was, it was Mass. It was it was mass. <laughs> they each followed a theme building off the last one. So the first one was about Jesus' birth, and the last one was about his resurrection and ascension. There was two speakers at each one, and they all had very ins inspiring stories about themselves and just other people. And it was pretty impactful, just talking about how God changed their lives. Every day, um, Whenever we weren't attending an event, we went to Mission Way. So that was like this kind of networking place that we could go to. There was, um, it was just set aside for people trying to find interns, raise awareness for their cause, and teach people more about the Lord. And we also tried to collect as many t-shirts as possible because free stuff is cool. <laughs> um, probably my favorite talk uh, or event that we went to was the concurrent sessions. So in two separate rooms, there was a room of, full of guys and a room full of girls, and they were all just, we were all split up. So before we got started, all the guys and girls would have their chosen people for the day go out head-to-head -head in a talent competition, and I'm proud to say that the guys ended up winning, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, after the competition, each group would come to have speakers come in to inspire us to become the best men or women in Christ we could be. This was really inspiring and influential. And I guess I didn't really say this right away, but it was just mostly college kids. There was college kids there around me and Austin's age. There was around 20,000 kids there. So it was, it was really inspiring just to see so many people with the same beliefs as me. And just, it was, it was inspiring. Um, also a funny story. So later I met up with two of my very good friends who were also they are a Catholic, and they told me they ended up going to Passion, which is a Protestant event that is basically the same thing. It was uh, people open from 18 to 25-year-old. It was held in Atlanta, Georgia at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and uh, I just think that it's awesome that Jesus just finds different ways, different avenues to reach our hearts, and by us diving into the unfamiliar, he used our new experiences to just draw us closer to him, and I just thought that was awesome. So, as Logan said, we, we went to Seek um, the first, the first uh, week of January, 
And it was a really great way for us to start off 2024. And as he said, over 20,000 people, uh, mostly college students, attended. And uh, being able to worship alongside so many people is absolutely amazing. And to quote one of my friends that went on the trip with us, it felt like we were in a Holy Spirit hot tub. (laughs) I thought that that was a really good way to put it. (laughs) I was surrounded by many people just like me working on growing in their faith. And they were excited about it. Um, This aspect of Seek was just as important to me as the talks were, just how many people were there and being able to worship alongside them. And I fed off of the excitement of just our gathering as I listened to the talks and um, had conversations with the people there. Um, I asked a lot of questions, and I felt that the Holy Spirit was speaking through the people that um, answered my questions. And there was even times that questions that I had kind of inside were answered without even needing to ask those questions. Um, And then the Holy Spirit also spoke through speakers at the talks that I listened to. And the talk that resonated with me the most and probably the talk I needed to hear the most was a talk about perfection versus perfectionism. The main difference between the two is that perfection is commanded by God, whereas perfectionism is from the world. Perfectionists are motivated by success and by being better than others. Perfectionists are enslaved to this way of life and will blame others and are generally unaccepting when things go wrong. Someone striving for perfection will accept when things go wrong and will look to God for help because they know God will use their trials to bring, him, to bring them closer to him. Perfection is about being in control and perfection is about giving up control and giving it to God. Um, so I'd like to talk about why uh, Logan and I decided to go to seek in the first place. And as he mentioned, um, we joined a Bible study because one of our um, close friends asked us to. Um, and prior to that, I had never been in a Bible study in my life, and I, I really only joined just to humor him. <laughs> um, it didn't, and it really didn't take long before I started to enjoy going to Bible study and the time spent there. Um, a few weeks before Seek, we were encouraged by that same friend to go to Seek with him. And I hesitated, but this time with my Bible study background, I was a bit curious about what I could learn there, so I decided to go. And in the end, it turned out to be one of the best and reward, most rewarding experiences of my life. Um, and here are two things I would like all of you to take away from my journey to Seek. And the first is that God will use any means he can to bring you closer to him. And even though my heart wasn't necessarily in it when I first joined Bible study, God used the fact that I was there to bring me closer to him. And the second takeaway is that sometimes you need people to encourage you. And I can certainly say that if I didn't have friends that motivated me to go to Bible study and to go to seek, that I would not have gone in the first place. Um, So I hope that you can do what my friends did for me, for someone in your life, to help them grow in their faith. Thank you. So I was slowly walking up just to see if anybody else was going to share this morning. It is so important for us to look at opportunities to help other people learn more about Jesus, right? Friends that invite you along. I know some people went on the last mission trip because Tracy said, hey, you want to go? (laughs) 
And sometimes that is, is all that it takes, and the experience can be life-changing. How many of you remember your first experience on a mission trip? Life-changing, right? I remember um, we went to Mexico on my first mission trip and built these little casitas. And as much as the physical work was there, it was the interaction I had with other people, with the devotions we had at night, with um, talking with the other members of the team that allowed me to grow closer. And I can hear that in the uh, speeches that were given, how it is more than just you and God, but it is you in a community and the Holy Spirit working through us that allows us to feel that way. On the day of transfiguration, I'm going to just bring it back to the Bible for a second. There was one thing that God said, right? His voice came from the cloud and it says, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. It is so important for us to listen to God. And for many of us, it takes different avenues for us to get to that point where we can fully listen to God. There was a story about um, some seminarians who were doing a little test that their teacher had. They didn't really know it was a test. They were supposed to be um, preaching on the Good Samaritan. And um, there was this class was split up into thirds. And one third of the class said they had to go quickly because they were already running late to the conference center and, and get there as soon as you can. The next class third was told, you have a little bit of time, but don't dawdle. You need to get there. And the third group of people were told that they had all the time they needed. They had plenty of time to get there. What happened was in an alley on the way there, they had somebody who was acting as if he had a bad cough. And so the story was is that he had a cough, he went to the doctor, but he was waiting for the medicine to take effect for the actor. Can you imagine how many people stopped on the way? Not as many as you would like, of course, but the one thing that they did notice that made the difference on whether they stopped or not was not the fact that they were preaching on the Good Samaritan, was not the fact that they were seminary students, but the ones who knew they had time stopped. We need to take time in our lives to listen to Jesus. Now, maybe we take time in our lives through a mission trip, and that's what we are encouraging these young people to do, having devotions nightly, similar to conferences, um, is an opportunity for them to grow closer to God and closer to one another. And mission trips aren't just for young people. I, I'm going to Midwest Mission again this year because that is an opportunity for me to serve. But we have to look for ways and mostly we have to take that time to be still, to listen for God, and to follow his direction in our life. Amen. We are going to go a little bit over because we have a lot going on this morning, so we're just going to go with it. Let's rise to our feet.
As a Fire is Meant to Burning is our next song. I do want to mention there is a lot of soup out there. And if for any reason you want to bring soup home but did not bring your checkbook, I am absolutely positive that Tracy will accept donations after today for our mission trips. So make sure if you want soup, please take some home. And if you want to make a contribution to the mission trip at a later date, that is absolutely okay. So let us sing. Let us pray our prayer of confession together. God of life, you never stop shining, yet sometimes we forget to keep looking. It is not always easy to remember to keep our eyes on you, to watch until you are out of sight, to remember that you are never really out of sight. We long for you, O oh God especially when we have wandered away and yearn to come home. Entrust us with the double portion of your spirit when we need it most, when we don't even know we need it, when we have no words to ask. Bless us, we pray, and bring us home. Amen. I'm just going to let you be seated for a moment. When we have turned away, let us hear these words of assurance. When we have turned away and have lost our way, still God is with us. Still God will not leave us. When we have stopped looking for God, God is still looking for us, shining as brightly as we need. 
so we can find and be found again and again. And now, not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasures, our commitment, and our prayers. And I believe our youth are the ushers today who will be taking the offering. Please join me in the opening prayer. Gracious God, you have given us a double share of your spirit and even more, more than we could ask for or ever repay. You have blessed us with your love and filled our lives with your grace. Take now this offering of our hearts and our lives that they may be instruments of your love and your mercy, your justice, and your grace. Amen. All right, let us be seated and we will listen to um, the band play. Our Alive Worship Band play.
People of God, God has shined life into you. You have seen it. Now go and let your life shine. Amen. But before you leave, we get to listen to my Jesus. And I invite you to stand and sing along if you know this song.
He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oops, I'm not. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.